Happy and healthy new year to you and to all our listeners. Woman! <laughs> it's my first woman of the year and happy new year to you. Where is the so, enthusiasm? So the, uh, well, actually it was for that, I would say for 2021, I shall not ever hear you say that anymore. Please, if you will be so kind to oblige. No, but yeah, okay. <laughs> you sound like you're in a good mood. Is it snowy in Milan still? No, uh, I was doing the laundry, if you must know, and I'm, <laughs> I've become the, the biggest enthusiast of uh, home done laundry. I mean, 2020 has done me well. Um, I've been actually gifted some laundry products by uh, a friend. <laughs> I'm not even joking here. Uh, we have gone from perfumes and makeup to g being gifted um, laundry products. I mean, it can't get any worse anymore. What kind of laundry did you not do at home previously? Sort of dry clean stuff or shirts? Yes. Or... Yes. But since I've been converted, actually um, kind of, uh, hijacked by a friend into thinking that everything potentially can be home laundered and actually I saw a video on YouTube of a guy who has worked in uh, in uh, a museum of costume uh, I think he worked at the Met too and he said that nothing potentially has to be washed uh, by a dry cleaner and you can do everything at home. And he actually has a video of himself washing a mink coat at home. So wow. after that, I was floored. And I decided that most of my stuff would actually go into normal wash, but with some particular detergents. And how did we get here that we start the first podcast talking about laundry? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but it sounds extremely interesting. So do you require specific equipment or it's just the detergent that needs well, to be? Well, actually, the guy has his own line of detergents too, but he actually supports and has on his website. If you ask me for the name, I will have to get back to you with it. But he has an online shop where he sells the products that I'm actually using, which are called the laundress. And they're from... Ah, oh, that's him. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but no, that's not, not him as in he's the laundress, but uh, he uses the laundress too. And ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's someone who has dabbed in this field of fashion for many, many years. And he actually you know, claims that anything can be hand-washed or ma even machine washed and he uh, okay but i mean now please sit hand washed i can sit, sit down he actually washes uh, chanel suits uh, in water i mean i'm not super surprised i mean the only i only had one mishap with um with the dry cleaning affair before i i go there i must say i mean i think it makes sense that if you have the proper if you have the proper knowledge and the proper detergent you'll be fine washing the question is do you have the time on your hands or do you want to give it somebody who knows better and does it quick well i think but that's if you think think about the dry cleaning bills that we've had in the years i remember uh, once sending my husband over to the dry cleaners to pick up something and he calls me uh, like dead serious and he says uh, honey why is your dry cleaning bill like over 300 euros? And I'm like, oh, oh, for three dresses. I still remember this. So how how far will you go to have your things dry cleaned if you know that yeah. you can wash them in your house? I think, I mean, for one, when you buy those outfits, you know that you are investing or you know that your, your wallet is going to bleed 
exactly like you know you're you're done for life basically (laughs) you know that and then i think it's good to send the husband to figure out because my own husband is actually entirely clueless about what a dry cleaning bill is and he dry cleans fairly generously i would say you should actually be Uh, thanking the lord he doesn't know I don't know. I don't mind them knowing. I think it's good that they have some kind of awareness. But then, uh, then just like just like anything, right? I also I don't have a cleaning lady, uh, and that's also a cost. And you can say, but I know how to clean myself. And the question is, at what point is it better to actually purchase the service uh, instead of doing it yourself? But it all depends on what kind of time you have on your hands. And I would say. Uh, I would probably not be super keen on kind of washing leather gear on my own. Um, I had I had one dry cleaning disaster. And, Who hasn't? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I mean a real, a real, real sad one actually. In the year two thousand, I and I, I'm hoping that we're going to get to dive into the year two thousand uh, because I think we've did some planning ahead of this uh, talk in order to look a little bit about our own predictions on what's going to be fashionable for the world and for us Mm -hmm. the year to come. And I, now I jump the guns, but I think we saw a lot of the 90s um, in the last season. And I think we're going to see a lot of the 2000s. And, And just not to give it all away, in the year 2000, I sold um, some Ericsson stock that my dad had forced me to buy with all the money I made from working at the post office at Ericsson since the age of 14. Oh, wow. During school, oh, wow. Yeah, during school holidays. Why does it summers. feel like you're talking about ancient history? Like 2000, it was yesterday. Why do I feel old all it, of a sudden? It's, I mean, I think, you know, fashion is cyclical and it goes in 20 year, 20 year ranges, right? So we don't look at 10 year back because that's too recent. So when we, when we do bring up these, these uh, old eras, I think we look at the, the age span of some 20 year back. So I think it is ancient. Yeah. So anyway, I remember my first very big salary after having worked there for, I think, eight weeks or nine weeks during the summer. I remember I was forced to buy stocks in the same company that I was, I was working forced. for. I was forced and I could only keep a little portion sort of as pocket money. And I was furious with it, but it was good. And then in 2000, I sold those stocks and I had I think I had quadrupled the investment amount. So that was a good thing. And for the money, I bought three things. I bought a stationary computer that back in the days cost 2,000 euros. That's how old we are. Oh, you know, my shit loads of God. Money for I'm, I'm, I'm cringing over here. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, and it was just, it was at, at the start of my university years. And, and the first year, I, um, I was doing eco- economics and I was doing classical Arabic. I, I didn't do law school until my second year of university. So, so I needed all this in order to be doing my university work. And I bought a trip to Egypt to myself and my mother because we hadn't been there for ages and I did my first real fashion splurge. I'm still waiting to know what's the splurge. Come on, don't keep me waiting. So um, I had read Swedish L and they had come out with um, the the prediction number. So always in January, there's this extra magazine where they look at um, everything that uh, they anticipate that all these fashion houses are going to 
spring. And I remember, I think I might even save this particular one. So it's quite neatly done. So they would go like pastels and then they pick everything from a, from a runway from each of the um, fashion houses. And they would make sort of a rainbow of, of, um, of whatever particular style that they are presenting. And then on some page, they would have sort of more affordable alternatives. And in that number, there was a two-piece pale blue Tarajarmon suit uh, with cropped uh, sort of just below the knee trousers <laughs> and an amazing tailored jacket. And it was very expensive at the time. I think it was some maybe some five or 600 euros for somebody on a student budget. And there was no Tarajarmon in Stockholm and it was just not possible to buy anything online back then. And after I returned from Egypt, a Taraj Armand shop just opened smack bang in the middle of the city center of Stockholm. So I went in there every day looking for this suit and finally it arrived. And when I bought it, they told me I absolutely must dry clean. Uh, and the label that says no dry cleaning is wrong. Oh, so I was informed that uh, that the label was wrong and it had to go to dry clean and it was waxed linen. Beautiful, beautiful piece. Yeah, so linen I got is it. quite tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I got it, I wore it, I loved it, and then I deposited it to dry clean and it came back with all the wax gone and entirely ruined. And all they could do at Taj Armon was take it back and give me my money, but they they didn't have one to replace it with. And I still, you know, if I go on the secondhand sites, I still look for that suit <laughs> and see if I can wear it again. It's such nostalgia. That's such a, you know, rest in peace, your beautiful pale suit story. That's... But, but tell me about your gowns. I mean, have you tried, have you tried hand washing them at home? And do you feel like you're putting anything at risk? Or no, you... I, I really haven't, you know, dipped into the, the advice of this guy. Um, I haven't had the courage yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but some things I actually did wash. For example, my my best, you know, act of biggest act of bravery was to wash uh, some Prada. No, no, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can you repeat that? You just went entirely yeah. oh, silent. Oh yes, my, that's, and that's then, me then touching the new censoring? iPods, uh, AirPods. Sorry, uh, and touching the AirPods basically ah, okay. provokes the end of the world. But anyway. <laughs> you don't touch those <laughs> earphones it's horrifying because i cannot you know i just got them and i cannot for the life of me figure out how to stop touching them and doing things to other people but no, no, no you're doing oh my it God. again that's I don't... now you're doing that again uh that's why actually for recording i don't use airpods i use uh, cl classical ones because the microphone is straight under my mouth also. No, I, I, I actually don't know where I put those. But no. anyway, uh, my biggest act of bravery in the terms of washing stuff was uh, taking Prada garments in cotton. And I somehow seemed to rebel to the idea that I had to dry clean cotton. I mean, sure, sure, it's, it's you know, it's easier to have someone else iron the thing. Yeah, because normally those those skirts and things have to be ironed in a particular way. But anyway, I, I'm not a fan of ironing anyway. So I, I said, but this is cotton. Since I've been a child, cotton has been hand washed and water washed. And the label says distinctively, please do not um, water wash. And I was like, what if I spill water on, on, on a cotton skirt? Mm -hmm. Or what if I, I get wet in the rain? I mean, not... Exactly, not not highly mm. probable to, to happen, but still, it's a possibility. In the no? rain. Mm. 
exactly it'll like dissolve, it'll dissolve like on me and i will be left there standing naked uh, with my ass out and whatever but then i decided okay I'd... what was that that was a as to the oh, wind God. as to the wind that's a horrifying idea as anyway, to the wind i said as to the wind courage and i take uh, the skirt and i still remember it's a white cotton skirt so nothing major uh, no, it's uh, it has two la- uh, layers. Is basically. it pleated? The, the upper layer is straight and it's a full skirt, but the underneath has some kind of micro pleats. So it's it's mm-hmm. you know horrifyingly bad to to iron afterwards, but it's not impossible to do. Uh, not the, the kind of pleats that you really cannot touch with water, and otherwise you, when you have to iron them, it, it's a disaster. So I get it. I wash it in cold water with this de-laundress product and it comes out looking beautiful and our the lady who works in my house actually ironed it beautifully and it's perfect and yeah and i and i do the same and sit down before you listen to this i do the same Uh, i'm sitting i record sitting down i don't know yeah yeah, you know you know is it people with with an apple watch somewhere anyway so i take all the Dolce Gabbana printed dresses and I hand wash them in water. <laughs> and well, the result is perfect, basically. I never had any and? Um, major result? loss of color and or discoloring um, I- issues. But I must say some of them actually, I think they, they look a little bit, teensy little bit faded, but not faded, faded. I think they lost one micro coats of paint on them but that's mm. that's about it the problem with dry cleaning to me is that i never mm. feel that the garment is actually clean until i have hand washed it <laughs> it's it's a you know it's a weird thing that i always think uh, cotton gowns should be just washed in water cold cold water and not soaked for a long time and then left just to dry on air on a hanger that that's the, the thing to me and I do feel though that uh, dry clean brings me my garment super super clean. Uh, but I mean, sometimes no, if no, I send a cotton pleating, dress, I have pleating a is another dress, issue entirely. The it's not to I mean, be done neither at the home. price tag nor the type. Yeah, but I think when the I label, send it yeah, to yeah, them, yeah. they don't. So they they just follow the 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 advice on the label. So if it says you know machine cleaning, that's what they do. So they don't actually add chemicals for the sake of it. But oh, wow. so my my dry cleaner is the one that serves the the Grand Duke, and uh, since Luxembourg is a duchess, so it's actually the the stuff come back really really uh, clean and fresh. And also my dry cleaner is super special. So she would. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. I, I have actually, a steamer at home, uh, professional steamer. She at would home. steam a lot of the clothes, also. Oh wow! Hi, steamer. <laughs> I'm staring at the cat. Me at too. The I'm moment. staring at. But it anyway, right um, I think that I have two dry cleaners actually. One is for normal stuff, and the other one is for the big guns, if you must. Because normal stuff to me would be the everyday stuff. I don't know, husband's trousers or things like that. <laughs> that sounded awful but the other one is a big gun in the city and she actually dry cleans for every single big brand when they have something to 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 give to her or you know customers come in with clothes and they say okay just let it 
uh, let it be dry cleaned and I will pay the bill and they send it over. And she's amazing. She actually puts my clothing in her um, store windows sometimes because she says uh, she can actually recognize my clothes uh, among every single item she sent because she knows me that well <laughs> and it's yeah it's very nice she's a very good uh you know artisan and i think nice. she actually puts her heart in it but still sometimes i would just say this is not worth to me sending over and paying the extra fee because i can actually you know just water clean something if it's a small stain or a spot clean or anything so to me you know dry cleaning is a very curious point of my life and I'm exploring other options at the moment. One last question. Well, if How I'm washing a, a particularly to, to do one know, of these decorated uh, dress, it can take me half an hour by the time that I uh, spot, spot clean the stain, if there is a stain, or I just, you know, take it, soak it for five minutes in cold water uh and everything every single stain that could be you know sweat stains or everything you, you can just dissolve them and you put it out on fresh air not underneath the sun direct sunlight it's usually if it's summer i put it in the evening and by morning it's it's all dried and and done and then you just you know iron on steam but it doesn't take more than half an hour if it's a particular case i would just give up and give it to the lady but i haven't tried with chanel yet I don't I don't think I will ever have the courage. I mean, would you take one of your uh, jackets? Mm. <laughs> no, I'm not even. Why, why are you asking me that? I'm not even in, in, in your universe of washing at home. Why because, would you, you know, it's all the rage now because people and, like, and don't have many things to no, do at I mean, home except when working. And when you're home, you're you know tempted to do some kind of um, ordering and uh, reordering in your house. It's not by, by chance that Marie Kondo and similar are very much in at the moment. People actually have the tendency to do that. So washing is kind of the thing at the moment. I mean, for now, for example, the dry cleaners are closed for, for the period of the, the restricted measures in Luxembourg. So, of course, if you absolutely need something, you can do it. But when I was talking to the lady just before they closed down, she said, of course, it's a disaster for yeah. the business because people don't wear dry cleanable, dry cleanable stuff during these periods. So, of course, you're not going to wear your trousers as a man to step out of the house because you're not stepping out anywhere and you're not going to wear your Chanel jacket, of course. And she, so she says just in terms of business for them, they take quite a toll. Um, in terms of shopping, I think they are okay. So my, my dry cleaner is the same lady who's also uh, the seamstress for a lot of the big brands. So I think in terms of the shopping, they're okay because people would buy and require some, some uh, fittings and some other pieces to be tailored to their bodies. And um, that's all right. But if they're not open, then, uh, then they don't have that type of business. Uh, so, she, I mean, it's also the fact that I'm not even using some of these pieces that would have required, um, that would have required cleaning and I don't hang really anything so in my closet. I have a question unless it's clean, why you bring it's up that. Or if it's steamed um, or if it comes The other day I was standing washing. in front of my closet and I was thinking I somehow lost, I feel like I've lost a year of my life not wearing or not assuming the role I was supposed to have. 
uh, by wearing these clothes to work or wearing these clothes out on, on evenings out or events or anything. Do you feel like you've lost a year somehow when you look at the, all the beautiful pieces that you have? No, no, I don't actually. I think I, I uh, won by staying alive one more year. And I took a deep dive into my comfortable closet. Remember, I was out of the country for a good eight months also. And I, I lived off of the, the suitcase that I had with me. And I think then I felt like I would have loved to have brought some other pieces, not just a weekend bag with me. Um, for those eight months, um, I could have brought my summer wardrobe to very good use, which I didn't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't at all feel like that. I feel like that's uh, wasting my energy on... Uh, on the wrong stuff I think I'm happy to be in my home uh, nobody yeah, but stops of course you're not just going to do that you know. why why would you in the house, <laughs> except, except if you want to dress up yeah but I don't feel yeah but I mean that's the option if you want to dress up then do it I, I wouldn't feel like somebody took it from me not not for the dressing pieces I think people feel more that their careers and their life prospects have been taken away from them. Yeah, and, but know, my, big, my young generation was, feels you know, like the entire year is wiped out of that. Their, I mean, I don't um, uh, compare, you know, not wearing the clothes to staying alive or not, but it, it's a, an issue. If you think about it, it's a small thing. You know, you have this beautiful closet and you actually purchased those things. So you had in mind some place to go and some place to wear it to. So No, but I didn't because I bought them before the pandemics. And if your purchase strategy, so to speak, is in order, then a lot of these pieces are timeless. And, you know, if if you're sort of out of the fast fashion mode, then you buy them so that you can wear them for the next 10, 20 years. I would say I didn't really purchase any pieces to think, uh, you know, I'm going to be wearing them uh on my birthday in in 2020 and then i didn't and i think that's just a general piece of the maturity of the buying process where you actually no longer i think a lot of people have reduced the the, the yeah actually I, I haven't bought purchasing anything you know go to zara pick up a, a dress that you right right you know the dress that i'm going to wear for my saturday event i i think that we are um, you know, curating Editing. our closets yeah. to to be um, much more long term, uh, partly editing. And, and I mean, I think um, it's kind of interesting. I was doing some research for this talk and one of my mm -hmm. style icons all times, which is super surprising, I would say, because it's not not somebody ultra iconic. But if if you ask me, like, who's a girl crush that I would go on Google and try to look up looks for it's somebody as potentially remote as christine centenera who is a mm -hmm. she's a fashion director i believe at vogue australia and as i was thinking about like why is it that i'm attracted to this woman's style i think it's for two reasons for one it's not overly accessible so she doesn't have an instagram account where she would post her daily posts and then you can go in there and get your fix you literally have to go on Google and, you know, look for street images taken by others. So I think it's the, you know, supply and demand issue, that which is one. And the other portion is that she has an extremely consistent style. And throughout the years, you wear, you, you see her wearing 
sort of tailored jackets and uh, rather snug fitting trousers uh, or structured <clears throat> skirts with high heels. Hmm. And I think I, w- I mean, I was super surprised to see that she had done one change because I looked her up on YouTube and then I see something super interesting. Yeah, so when she's I know something blonde, about she was that. super dark haired. So I'm like, whoa, who is this? This isn't the woman that I'm. Yeah. So I, it was a bit of a shock for one. But then she speaks about a collection that she's made and she talks about her own style, saying that she has probably 10 to 15 pieces that she wears only out of her entire closet, which kind of matches with what I believe her iconic style is. It's literally tailored jackets, trousers, or structured skirts, nothing else. I've never seen her in a fancy dress, or I can't recall anyway, having seen her in a wow piece, and then you get obsessed with that wow piece. It's always just this sort of graphic thing. So she said, She wears 10 to 15 pieces out of her own collection and her boyfriend, who is a designer, together with her, have launched a label that apparently is sold on Matches Fashion. And they do eight uh, pieces for women and eight pieces for men in a capsule collection three to four times a year. And they don't think that you really need so much more than eight to 15 pieces and they well, think that, that these that's capsule right, collections right can way, interchange you know, you actually through the seasons. More than and that. Do you? Yes. No, but and, and it's it. that's it. I mean, that for me, that summarizes a bunch of things. So for one, why is she iconic? Well, clearly because she wears her stuff on repeat and, and you, you come to recognize her with that style that is so fitted to her lifestyle and her body and her silhouette and everything else. And it comes off as a strong style, although there, there is nothing <laughs> outstanding about it. And when I say outstanding, I mean standing out because I do find so it being consistent and it makes sense. And it makes sense in the sustainable I mean, consistent uh, in not, not necessarily. No, because I have another one who's totally inconsistent. Uh, not, but this, I, I mean, the point I'm trying to make is that we're not buying clothes uh, for this season or for the next season. We have a few crown jewels that are intended to last a lifetime. And therefore, I don't feel, you know, if I want to wear my Chanel jacket for 20 years, I'm probably already a good seven years down the road. Then if I can or cannot wear it for one year, it doesn't make any difference. And to be honest, I've also not worn some of these pieces for probably two years because at some point <laughs> I was growing out of them and couldn't face the music enough to 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 alter them. So I've already <laughs> lost out due to my own, you know, fuck up, if you like. I've already lost out on a period to use them and I don't want to do that anymore. And I think for that reason also, it probably makes sense to <laughs> yeah. buy these like, pieces with leave, a little leave, bit of like growth margin in case, you. <laughs> you know, in 10 years time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not comparing to, you know, am I alive or or uh, am I sad that I didn't get to wear my jacket? I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if I'm out of the, you know, H&M fast buying context, then typically I didn't buy it to be worn this year. I bought it to be worn in five years or in three years, etc. And uh, sorry to say, but with the growing closet, I don't even see with the very few winter months yeah I don't that, even that's see that's, that's honestly something that i've been thinking about when i opened season, up my honestly. Uh, coat closet i've i've always been a supporter of the big pieces 
what does this mean? I yeah. mean, my grandmother used to say to me, you know, that every, um, yeah. the only garments that she could actually justify the cost of uh, when it's, you know, elevated is coats, uh, jackets, like as in jacket in Chanel or Dior or anything like that, and tailored pieces. So, but the coats were always a thing. So I open up the, co- uh, the coat closet and I think, I mean, if I ever think of buying something that is not absolutely outstanding, as in standing out of that closet, just kill me, shoot me. Because when, in God's name, and I'm, am I going to, mm. even out of a pandemic, when am I going to rotate all those pieces? Like, it's impossible. Exactly. Right. And you have some amazing, you have amazing ones. And unless you make it a, a personal task to say, you know, come spring, that could I be must a challenge, like all a these coat coats, challenge, coats at one. <laughs> and, and this is, this comes to a huge, huge challenge. It's a huge one. And, and I would say, I mean, I, like I said before, I don't really put things back in my closet that I have worn. I'm not anal, but my husband is anal and he would hate to see me sort of yeah he would hate to see me sit sort of on a tram yeah, yeah, with yeah. my coat and then just take it and put it in my closet along with with other pieces so if I take something out I'm going to wear it until it needs washing because I'm not going to wash it and clean it after everywhere and that's you know probably unsustainable but in a way I and I don't outfit plan so much that I would rotate my coats on a daily basis oh yeah but I you know <laughs> you have this amazing amazing purple coat with this hood, uh, there is a moment, runaway there is a piece, there. and I think I don't um, see you it wear fit. it every winter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't uh, really fit the way it used to fit yeah. me, okay. and I really need to get back into that piece, and that's one of the reasons that I'm very much angry that the government isn't opening up gyms at the moment until February, probably, and even then we have to evaluate. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, good. Okay, to make you, to make you angrier to make you angry our gyms are opening on monday uh, but having said that i do at home training with my coach so he calls me at 8 or 9 a.m in the mornings and we do super oh. boring it's extremely boring it's the only time i look at the watch while training but we do 45 oh it's true it's extremely ridiculous i mean come on you do push-ups for 45 minutes and you would tell me why would i need a coach to do that it's not that it's i'm simplifying it feels like i'm doing but it, for but it feels like minutes, a year I'm probably yeah, doing three reps of 12 um, but you would say, why would you need a coach? Yeah. Why would I need a coach? Well, because I would never do it without him. Um, so I've been doing it at home in the meantime, because when you get, get into the sluggish sort of not not being very active, your body you know, gets adapted <clears throat> to that quickly. But I only um, told you, you, you that the gyms so are opening that you so want that you me to feel, feel worse. worse. Yay! So I'm going this to the gym. This getting better by the minute. But anyway. <laughs> uh, even, even those years I when, did, when the coat was fitting it, like it should, uh, would you wear it the, the, on a yearly basis? The year basis? Uh, it was bought and the year after I did wear it a lot. But it has also one problem attached to it. It has a lot of fur. Mm. And I used to get a lot of <clears throat> grief uh, from people online telling me I shouldn't be wearing fur and blah, blah, and whatever. I mean, I bought it because I loved it. It was majestic and it was a beautiful collection and I would do it again. But um, there are some issues around it. Also, you know, you cannot detach. It has a big, uh, huge, actually, hood uh, made of fox fur and it's very much heavy and you cannot detach mm. the fur. So you cannot, you know, make it lighter or anything. I think we were sort of um, more 
complicated at that age. And we uh, had, if you look at our grid, you know, at, on Instagram, you would see that we had these elaborate outfits that I actually wonder who are these women? Because it's not us at the moment. Uh, yeah. I think it, uh, see, here is where I think that this might change. So I think that um, if, if I can make sort of a super layman prediction as to where, where fashion is going to go, I think that Netflix is going to be influencing the way we dress next season, provided that everything goes well and people come out of the corona context, etc. <laughs> But I think people are going to dress either Parisian chic after Emily in Paris, <laughs> or they're going to be dressing. I mean, are, are we going chic. to are we going to yeah, talk about exactly? I mean, look, yes. at, I mean, I can just tell you. Uh, we're, we're, we're for now not talking about any of your wet dreams I feel bad for that guy Imagine coochie energy did you just say coochie energy to sent me his way no imagine this guy imagine this poor guy so he's like oh my god I'm just being energy vibed by millions of women that are sexually frustrated in these corona times and I just I feel bad for Lucas Bravo who was the you know the exactly. chef in Emily in Paris I mean nobody everyone's like Lucas who so I mean he was he was the coochie energy magnet until this other fellow showed up and you know suddenly sorry for the bad joke but suddenly black lives definitely matter excuse my my pun and then people are going berserk and I'm thinking this guy I don't know is he ever going to be the same spoon. again after all this? I know, do you I know there's an Instagram like account calling like, called <laughs> the Duke's Spoon everyone wants I mean, to be the spoon baby I mean my god <laughs> it is just terrible and you know if this was a woman I'm, I'm wondering was was Leo DiCaprio swooned over the uh, you're way? objectifying me woman, exactly I don't know would she be it's like I'm sorry assault. but you're uh, all yeah, of you you're just but, assaulting but, I mean, he, I mean yeah, let's just I'm not give sure. it like uh, 10 seconds anyway, and think... he was pretty much glorious I mean get that shirt off please now <laughs> that guy is everything and with this uh, my whole you know class went down the drain and I'm so happy about it he's amazing Anyway, moving, moving on. <laughs> okay, so the fashion. Apparently, the searches for, um, for, well, not only. Apparently, there's been a 123% spike in searches for corsets, 49% spike God, in pearls and those. feather headbands. Searches for long gloves are up 23%. And searches for empire line dresses have jumped 93%. And I can tell you, today is the last day for the sales of Netta Porte. And everything that oh I have my in my God. basket oh my are a deep empire necklines in, in tops. Like, I'm not looking Did for dresses. Say, I want I to want get, get, my, get boobs. my boobs out. I went into my closet and started looking. Yes. Yes. I want these, you know, oh beautiful hills to be all over everything. But they're like up to the neckline. They're 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 boobs. They're absolutely bloody everywhere. And I'm thinking, I want that square neckline. Oh and my I went God. even digging in my, in my underwear you? closet to see what kind of bras do I have. What is this? Uh, yeah. is this an alternative reality? <laughs> what is this? My God. Uh, in the 90s, speaking of the 90s, I used to have a pink squared neck, uh, three-quarter of a sleeve top from 
from H&M, actually, super nice, that I would wear with gray because in the 90s you would pair pink and gray as if it was a novelty. Uh, and on top of that, there were always these three quarters of sleeves that we don't really see today. Um, and, you know, these pants that would stop just at the end of your knee, sort of. But anyway... Um, and that neckline was gorgeous on me. The square, I don't look so well in round necklines because I don't have a chest enough to fill it. But the square ones come down just low enough to sort of hint some titties that I don't really have. And I think that people are going to take that inspiration together with the roaring 20s sort of, you know, total backlash after having been at home in sneakers and comfortable clothes to go all in with high heels and um, I'm wondering if Amina Moaddi is oh, she already a is. She already is. Baby. Everybody's going to own a pair of sparkled heels. She's she's a little bit pricey for. for I mean, she's she's not pricey for people to swoon over, but I think she's a little but, bit pricey. But for I would just to say something in her favor, without uh, having somewhere not because to go. I, know so I think Amina that's the kind personally, hmm? and she's the sweetest girl I've ever met in in a designer you know world. But uh, she actually. Um, has always been studying uh, shoes, studying as in knowing how to arch the shoe, knowing how to engineer a shoe. And she actually has this, um, you know, um, production mm. that is amazingly well studied and amazingly well executed. So not, uh, not only those shoes are comfortable and I will never tire wow. uh, of saying that, those shoes are the most comfortable shoes that I've ever owned in my life. And, and that's saying something from someone who has like hundreds of pairs wow. of high heels. But I would, if I had to buy one single brand of shoes, wow. I would be buying just her shoes now because I can actually walk with them and I feel amazing because people keep staring at those wow. shoes. People, uh, Actually, I was um, before Christmas, I was out to have some coffee with a friend when we could actually go out and say hi to each other and exchange gifts. And I had these um, multifaceted, you know, rainbow looking Amina shoes that I recently got. And a girl stops me on the street, a woman, and she says to me, oh, my God, I'm dying over your shoes. Who, who, are, who made them? Where can I get them? She actually stopped me on the street to say amazing shoes. And then, wow. like five minutes later, another one screams at me at, from the other side of the street. And she says, no, no, no. She, <laughs> she says, oh, my God, lady, you get have your shoes off shoes. Or like, run for your What's life? What's going on? People are, you know, attracted like wow. moths to the flame to those shoes. Wow. And I think she has the best product there is out there. And I'm not even paid to say this. And I'm a client. But still, I would recommend just her if you want to walk in something fashionable and comfortable. So there is a difference. There is a difference. A price difference, of course. But there is also a quality wow. huge difference. I've seen some dupes. I send them. That, I send know, them I to her when they the get. I get all are. of this, you know, but I, I really sponsored horrifying that, posts of uh, <laughs> lower brands that are duping the shoes, and I always send them to her. And I'm like, "What's going on here? I hope she sues them." I guess. I yeah, probably she wouldn't. But I guess it's the it's the ultimate form of flattery, and it's also showing the tendency that I think we're going to go overboard on the other end. So we're done with indoor slippers, and now people are going to want the most sort of exquisite, the ultimate party shoe there is. And the fact that you say they're comfortable 
for example, I mean, uh, for mm. my feet, for example, Le Boutin was never particularly comfortable, but it was such a household name that we all went out and, you know, bought as many pairs as our wallets and lifestyle could possibly enable. And maybe that is what's going to become next with her shoes, except you know, she does really oh, yes, only but there cocktail are shoes. Pumps. I haven't really the, the, the seen shoes closed that I was pumps talking about or that like type two of thing. Ago are closed pumps because I felt the need to have closed pumps. I don't know. Exactly, closed in the heel, closed in the front. Closed in in the heel also. Of course, of course, I can. Can you put them on your stories after so we can look? To well, see no, that is? unless you uh, work they, in fashion like or unless shoes? your work no. environment allows, you know, a little bit of extravagance. They're okay. like these iridescent rainbow shoes. They're beautiful to look at. But she also has basic pumps like black, white, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I saw uh, a pair of white, white really? pumps okay. and black pumps on my Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't get them because I don't need basic shoes. But anyway, those are beautiful and so damn comfortable. I swear to God, I can walk for hours with those shoes. No questions asked. So I, I, I remember, you know, with a friend in the years, um, we would walk around and he would say to me, let's go uh, here and there. And I would mentally be calculating how far is that? Uh, so that I can understand if I can walk to that spot. Because I was always wearing these beautiful shoes, but of course, you are, they are not made for walking. Not even, you know, one kilometer walking. Like it's it's 1,000 meters and you cannot make it because it hurts damn well too much. Mm. But with these shoes, I never ask. I just go. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I realize that I, I sound think you sold like, them. like a commercial, but I'm not. Anyway, do you have a product that you've been loving lately? You must have. No, I'm, I do. I'm, I'm more about, about the, bum, the gadget, bum cream, electrocuting gadget <laughs> that Maroc, you Maroc. seem to apply to your ass and your face. I mean, the ass application is a little bit more scarce, I would say, because I, I, I don't like too much. Uh, observing you need to sort of twist in order to uh, electrocute your bum so I haven't been engaging in that so much but I've been mm-hmm. quite consistently using the uh, new face on my face and it has actually it does have uh, the qualities that it says it's going to have which is it sculpture muscles or it works your muscles to the extent that the muscles become tight and lift your face and with the consistent use you can actually see it properly. So, and I think the the side effect is that when you're there working on your face, you're also managing to drain it and get it, um, yeah, get it less puffy. And with the less puffiness, you also get the definition. Um, but uh, also I've been cheating a bit the past couple of days because I am still am, um, in, in my hearing processes. Uh, so there's a lot of work ongoing in preparation for the several hearings that are ongoing for one of my clients cases and unfortunately the past few days mm. i haven't been able to use it i am but i was today. looking at are you Porte, which is try? my source of everything basically and it's sold out and there is only the the other version that doesn't have the small lines attachment so i'm waiting for it to come back to, into stock ah okay mm-hmm. but i mean I will tell you, there's a website in France, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, they shipped within two days and they got it to me and it was, you know, so you the got the full version else, of it. including these attachments. So I can, 
Yeah, and apparently it makes no difference what version you get. The, the only difference with the small attachments is basically so you can replace the head so that it has two sort of tentacles instead of the two round balls. And the two tentacles, they're basically yeah, yeah. Uh, there to be used at the area around the lips and around the eyes. And you use them in a sort of a whisking sort of a motion differently than how you use the other head with, that you either sort of place on the muscle or you move alongside the muscle. Um, and I quite like it because the moment I've used it, I will actually see some definition both around my pout as, as well as around the my link. eyes. The link, yes, please. So, but I will, I'll send you the, the link for that. Yeah. And then you can uh, look it out. And I was actually trying to see if I wasn't going to buy the, I think it's uh, the infrared attachment to that. But then I read up quite a lot and they're saying, a lot of people are saying that. I actually have an infrared device in the house. And I'm ashamed to say I've never used it. And? <laughs> it's, it's awful. Uh, I actually uh, did have oh, wow. a lot of okay. you know, uh, good um, mood and I wanted to just uh, recharge it and see if it works. But I... Honestly, I never get around to just sitting down and, okay, I'm just going to infrared my eye area. Um, I think I'm too lazy for that, and that's awful, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, it's, it's an expensive gadget too, but I might be tempted to try it and just, you know, report on it if I see... No, 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 no. It's it's not. It I wish like? it was. Do you remember? Is it a mask type of thing? Because I could thing, actually scare everyone one? in the house with it. But it was more like a infrared looking. You know those little thermometers that they use to infrared see your temperature at the moment. Yeah, sort of like that. And you just point it around the eyes, or yeah. whenever you have these fine okay. lines, and you you just you know use it spot on. But I I'm too lazy for that. I admit I'm lazy. Lazy Violante. <laughs> She's back in action. I just do whatever I do. I do a lot of this um, uh, Joanna Czech uh, roller, face roller that somehow gets my circulation going. And I do that every morning and every evening. And it's, it's so particularly mm -hmm. nice because the, it has these two uh, rotating uh, little balls that go in different directions. And it's, it's very good, actually. You just feel the effect. But I... But I'm wondering if the new face isn't sort of the yeah, same but I movement, think it's the microcurrent it, that gives you micro the extra kick. I so think it... it's... no, no, exactly. But I think the way that you move it over your over your face resembles quite a lot the movements that you use with that device. I would just you have, have you know that while you're speaking, I'm browsing the sales, and this is all your fault because now I'm looking at everything with the Bridgerton filter. Horrifying. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so you're going to wear those long? You have Me too. Long gloves Me too. I have long gloves. Not, not Chanel, but Chanel I have long gloves to... and I've always ah, yeah. loved so, gloves. Or, uh, if you look at my old grid in Instagram, you will see longer gloves. And I think I might just go back to that. I like it because I have short sleeved coats or sleeveless coats that would be amazing with that. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely impossible fashion and weather uh, exactly. garment. I do apparently. It's a coat that is sleeveless, but, but you, uh, you know it, it has it to be styled, and, and I think yeah. it's also a useful exercise because you actually put your creativity out there and you think about how you can import the Bridgerton thing into your life if if it's all the rage and how can I possibly import the Duke into my life? I wonder, but. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you and millions of women worldwide. Also, when you wear capes, it's nice to uh, to be able to wear these exactly like capes, capes are, are typically born sleeveless, to right? Be worn with, little... with something uh, nice and not so bulky underneath, because they that's when they look the the most gorgeous. But obviously, you just need gloves. You need something to keep you warm. Uh, I always shock people when I go sleeveless underneath a cape, but I really don't feel the need for anything else. I don't live in Stockholm, so that's that's doable. Yeah, I mean, if you are in a, in a climate where a cape is doable, then uh, you would typically wear, I don't know, I have a super nice uh, short-sleeved, puff-sleeved cashmere knit that I bought on the Dior sales many, many years ago. See? And that seems to be the perfect garment to pair with those gloves. Because they they sort of stop and and they meet each other where each of them stops, and then if you wear a, a cape, it means that it's not. I feel inspired cold all of a sudden. I mean, well. who knew Bridgerton? Uh, it's always the Duke, honey. I mean, that <laughs> guy has something. Uh, the, the difference between him and uh, the cute little chef from Paris is that this one has the X factor in in uh, you know magnetism. The other the other one is just cute. Do you think, I mean, coming back to my inappropriate joke earlier, but do you think that, that it is just because it's the right moment in time to make a, a person of color um, a hero and also um, bring well, a bunch I, I, of sexual I, you know, attributes to him? The sexual, uh, the sexual it attributes, uh, it's a, it's a black fetishism thing. And I always thought that was awful, you know, with all the myths that run around uh, men of color. It's it, it was always so inappropriate to me, and I, I I always cringed when I whenever I hear that. But the it's the right moment in time to bring out uh, an uh, unapologetically black uh, person to be the star of a show, and he actually swooped in and stole the show completely from the his partner, who actually no one you know speaks about. The every everyone is speaking all about the Duke. So uh, the the fact that the, the fact that he is black is just uh, another bonus. True. But he's amazingly handsomely looking, regardless of his color. And I I I really did not watch Bridgerton for anything else other than that guy because he's good, he's a good actor. He has this presence on the screen and he looks amazing shirtless. But he would be he would be amazing in any color. Uh, I, but he is black, and that's black power that I actually like, and I, I and I like to look at it. Interestingly enough, when you say that, so the number two, my number two favorite, if not like number one, but I would probably say number two, is Lady Danbury. So it it wouldn't be yeah, it wouldn't I agree, be Daphne yeah. in the show or any of the girls, right? It's literally, and it's quite amazing, and I love how uh, they've, you know, just, um, there's just in one episode without giving it a spoiler, but it's only the in one yeah, episode. Yeah, the mentioning, did you notice they that? Explain Why? a little bit uh, that how... Was a, that was a good moment, but a little bit underexplored, yeah. Yeah. if you wish. Okay, are you going to tell our listeners what moment well, that is? Spoiler, we spoiler speak in, alert. Speak in uh, there is just one moment um, in Bridgerton when Lady Danbury actually mentions the fact that everyone is thinking about how come there are uh, people of color in aristocracy when there were almost none uh, at the real you know, historical period we're referring to. And she says, you know, you have a responsibility because this queen 
opened up space for us and now we have it and we need to know to do what to do with it or something along those lines i found that to be a very significant moment mm. but somehow it fell flat and because the whole thing wasn't really approached and there was this article that i actually read of um three uh journalists uh, black journalists uh, that actually mentioned it and said it wasn't really doing what it's supposed to do and maybe we are projecting too much of this equality emphasis on, on the thing but I was just you know happy to see finally uh, color people of every race in in a, in a tv show and the duke did I mention the duke <laughs> and I mean he's he said he said it John, actually, John, so yeah. what is his name a reggae John yeah apparently so he said I mean there is no surprise there have there have been black people and people of color throughout the ages that were wealthy or happy or sad or uh, or uh, in society or whatever so it's not like we're expecting exactly. a brand new sentiment or emotional area of display this has been and you you people just got to get with it um and I mean there hasn't been a, a huge debate uh, in in terms of the um of of the uh, let's call it revolution or awakenness of the of the ensemble of the people in the world to realize that at some at some point we just need to stand up and speak up against the racial injustices so they haven't too much attached to it these actors in the interviews that they're doing but maybe it'll come and maybe there is a point where they say for first we just want this to be entertainment and we don't want yeah, to perhaps we are living in, in an age and a moment point. in time when we actually tend to over politicize everything but it's also also politically charged everything we do these days so i just hope this year we can actually you know yeah. go beyond that and start the conversation about how we can not not politicize everything but how can we can have equality and how we can stop the racial uh, divide that that still exists in almost every single area you know of entertainment and non because it's true it does exist i mean people keep speaking of this guy and keep pointing out that he's of color but i'm like yeah you should be pointing out that now because after black lives matter you should be uh celebrating black power this way but also i want to arrive at a point where i'm not even you know looking at what color is someone and i want to be seeing a good actor a handsome man exactly. doing his thing and just enjoying the show you know i don't i don't want a world where i have to uh fight for other people to feel like i do feel because white privilege is real i have a black friend who actually says you know you 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 go into a store and everyone is buzzing around you. I go into a store and everyone is looking differently at me and we have the same purchasing power. And I want a world where that doesn't happen, but you know, it's just wishful thinking. Yeah. Here, here. Did, here, here. did, did, did we speak about the Duke? Here, already? here. I'm going to start working for that somewhere. <laughs> I think before, before you get way too excited and speak about nothing else, I think we should just wrap it up here and say to everybody, I know you didn't like the show, actually. I quite enjoyed it, I must say. It was easy entertainment. And it was, it's only cringy when you watch it twice. So well, don't watch well, it twice. I, I will watch just it only skip once to the and leave it there. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but all of it is interesting. Actually, I slept through, I slept through episode two. Um, and then I thought I had seen it and, and apparently I missed out on 
some very relevant bits and pieces for the storylines. After I had finished watching all of it, I had to go back and watch episode two, and then I watched episode three, and that's why I'm saying just don't watch it again. Well, I, I, it's I would just the watch the second time around. Just watch it once, and you're better off that way. <laughs> you're terrible. You're absolutely terrible. And on that note, we wish you all yeah and uh, watch Bridgerton Sunday don't we as soon as you can so we can speak about it again (laughs) happy Sunday darling you too